Welcome to the Everyday Lions Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Everyday Lions Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since the last podcast, and I do apologize for that. Things have got a little bit busy. A special mention to Darlene Jax and Mitch Wilson, who both achieved personal bests on the weekend just gone. Uh, especially Darlene, she was one of my first three runners in groups 24 weeks ago and she came to me with a goal of trying to break 25 minutes and at the weekend she achieved that running 24 minutes and 30 seconds. You can't fault her dedication and hard work, so well done Darlene. And Mitch who's had a bit of a rough time, he accidentally rolled his ankle and has been slowly building the fitness back up since that and he was able to run 19 minutes dead over 5k and he'll have the Bruni Island Ultra Teams event at the weekend so best of luck in that event Mitch. Group training has been going well, Monday's had some 500 meter efforts and Olveston had some 5 minute efforts. A lot of my runners have Launceston Running Festival coming up so they're getting ready for that event so best of luck to those runners competing in that. And don't forget to enter the Everyday Lions and Tax Centre Great Train Race. We have a seven kilometre race and that's $30 and we have a 10 kilometre race for kids. And not only that, the kids will be, watch, will, will be racing Thomas the Tank Engine over two kilometres and entries are open now. There will be medals for everyone who finishes and if you're looking to get some accountancy needs done or some tax, please consider Jason at the tax centre. He'll do a fantastic job and he's a brilliant bloke. Good luck to those runners competing in Bruni Island, as I mentioned before. A brutal event, uh, but I reckon a good day out if you're doing one of those relay events. Uh, I've always wanted to do it, I've never done it. And if you are doing it, uh, Good luck and, and, and have a lot of fun. I went to Bishino at the weekend. That's such a beautiful part of the world. I hadn't been there for a long time since I was, since I was, a, was a kid, so that was nice uh, to check that out. Uh, it was wet and windy and a bit horrible, but just really nice to get away. Uh, had a lobster. Don't get much meat out of that, do you, really, when you buy a lobster? But it was really nice anyway. Okay, if you are looking to do some group runs don't forget run four up is on a wednesday at quarter six it starts from the bluff and they go in all different directions 20 minutes out and 20 minutes back don't forget friday fresh which is half past five every friday morning and I think Poolmates is not on anymore until after the Christmas break. Okay, to this week's guest. This week's guest is Patrick Smith. I've known Patrick for a lot of years. I'll probably speak to Patrick over the phone once a week. He's a ripper bloke. Patrick was an ex-tennis player. He represented his state in tennis. He's run low 30 minutes for 10K. 1420s for 5k and was the previous Launceston Park Run record holder. We talk about some of the battles he's faced in his life, um, how he fell into a commentating position at last year's Run the Bridge live Facebook feed and what his goals are for the future. If this conversation brings up anything for you, 
please reach out to a friend or contact Lifeline on 131114. Until next time, I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This has been the Everyday Lions podcast, and here's Pat. Today's episode, we have Patrick Smith. Are you there, mate? How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good. I'm cold. Good. You're cold. What was that, yeah. mate? It's, it's um, it's pouring um yeah. down in Lonnie. So just yeah. got back from a jog, and um, I'm wet and cold, but um, happy to be chatting to you, mate. Great. How far did you go? Um, probably 50 minutes. I um, I don't have a watch at the moment. I've been enjoying not wearing the watch. Um. Occasionally, I go for a jog with the phone, but um, being wet, I just uh, left it at home. So I reckon probably 50 minutes, maybe. Yep. No, yeah. I love that, mate. I reckon sometimes putting down the watches, uh, we get a bit hooked on the old the old technology these days. So that, that's good, mate. No, definitely. I'm, uh, I've been prone to, uh, you know, check the check the Garmin flat out during a you know an easy easy 45 minute run like eight or nine times and now I just uh, I switch off and it's yeah, it's much more enjoyable great and how did you get into the running um probably primary school I reckon um probably grade three or four just uh like I went a ride at school cross countries um I came I think I, I think I won grade three and then came second in grade four, five, and six to uh, to Ollie Stainsby. So oh, I right. kind of um, I got pretty competitive with it early, um, and then I think from there, um, you know, I always had a bit of a, a passion for it um, since primary school. Great. And would you call yourself a, a natural runner? I mean, you're finishing second, third, first in primary school. It was something that you didn't try too hard at. You were just good, good at. Yeah, I think um, sports always been probably the one thing I, I've sort of taken a liking to. Um, you know, certainly tennis, basketball, and, and running were my my major sports, and a little bit of footy back in in primary school. I wouldn't say I was naturally good runner. Like in hindsight, I think. Um, I mean, I guess yeah, you know, coming coming first or second at, at primary school is good. But when I started racing against the better guys. Um, Certainly in high school, I was I was uh, out the back door pretty quickly, so I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say nat- naturally that good um, at running. Just just at sport in general, because it's um it's probably the only thing I've I've ever done. Um, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not the most intellectual person. I hated school. Um, you know, I think I think sport was a bit of an outlet for me to um to put some concentrations and focus into. Yeah. Great. Well, I disagree with that. I think you're very intellectual, <laughs> mate. I think there's some brains there. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and too kind. Uh, you, you mentioned um, that you did other sports. Did you want to explain a little bit what what sport background, what your sporting background actually is? Yeah, yeah. So I think you know, um, running, you know, through through primary school, as I said, grade grade three, four, five, and six, and then I, I sort of turned my attention to tennis fairly seriously from from you know uh, about 12 years old to 16 um so tennis became my life and um I, I you know gave gave it my all and um eventually stopped playing competitively at about 16 or 17 um 
and and throughout that time in and out of basketball um but yeah tennis was was definitely my major focus through my teenage years um so i played um you know state level went went to nationals a couple of times um and then at about yeah 17 switch back to uh to athletics um i've been um involved ever since oh were you a lefty or righty righty yeah, yeah. so no uh no big raff of forehand i was, no, was more of like a i was more <laughs> of a more sort of like a I was, I was pretty small like i'm tall now but i was tiny so um i was I sort of modeled my game off you'd say sort of like hewitt or a demon R, like sort of like a counter puncher didn't have a lot of firepower, so yeah. I'd have to wear I'd have to wear him down. There wasn't too many, um, you know, aces or winners or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to be got to be incredibly fit to play tennis on, you know, on a court. You're running back and like a beep test all the time. So I'm sure that that worked pretty well with the running. So you're running it, anyway, weren't you? Yeah, it's um, it's funny. Like I I, I played tennis. Um, with a, um, a local dentist probably back in March. Okay. I, hadn't, I hadn't played for like, oh, like two years and I was so sore. Um, and back in March, I was, I was pretty fit actually, like from running fitness, but it's just different muscles. It's, um, it's crazy. And, and, you know, when you switch back and start playing other sports, same with basketball, I play a little bit of social earlier in the year and it's just crazy how, um, how the different fitness you know, works out and, and, and how sore you pull up from those other sports. So, yeah, um, yeah, it definitely would have helped. So, um, yeah. Great. And we'll do a bit of inside running here, but did you want to uh, go through your PBs from 1,500 to 10K so the listeners have an idea of how fast you are? Yeah, um, could, like them to be faster as any athlete. Yeah. Um, so, so 1,500, um, 352, 3K, 8, I'm not sure it was 8, 17 or 8, 18. Um, 5, 14, 24, and then 10, um, 10 on the road. I've never done 10 on the track. Um, 10 on the road is 30, 08. And then um, a DNS on, on half and, and definitely a, a major DNS on a Mara. So. <laughs> Major. Yeah. Oh. Um, long way to go before I, um, you know, participate in, in something that far, I think. Yeah. yeah. There's some solid PBs yeah. there, mate. What do you think your best event is? Um, I reckon a three. I reckon I could run a good three. Um, you know, I think that that's sort of where I sit. I'm not, I'm not the speediest of, of, of blokes. You know, I'm not going to outkick anyone. Um, I don't think we've, you know, 400 to go. But in a three, you can kind of wind it up you know, two or three laps, you sort of settle in. And I've won a couple of state 3K championships. Um, you know, I don't know how I go against uh, Sammy Clifford now. Uh, he, he seems to be the, uh, the Tassie yeah, right. King alongside <laughs> Stewie McSwain. But um, I think I think it's just that nice middle ground for me. Um, five, you know, it's, it's a long way to go. You get you get to 3K and you've still got five laps to go. So I think three is probably that, that sort of nice distance for me um, mentally and physically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You say you don't have a lot of speed. You got way more speed than I ever had. But what were you ticking over four hundred? Did you ever time yourself over four as well? No, I think my four hundred PB came in the fifteen hundred at at states. um, Probably back in I think it was two thousand and twelve. With I think it was Jimmy Hansen, Grant Page, and me. So I think the last eight hundred was one fifty seven, and my last four hundred was fifty seven. So I think my, my 
my four and eight PBs came in the fifteen hundred. So right. <laughs> I, don't know, I think I think I think for four hundred maybe I could run fifty four maybe if I'm lucky. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe I don't know. My now that you've said that, I'm gonna have to go out and, and get the body right and try and. And try yeah. and get in the uh, get in the blocks. I've seen that video on Facebook of you circulating, <laughs> mate. If I can run fifty seven, you can definitely run fifty one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, classic. So you you made the transition the transition from tennis um to running. Did you have a coach straight away? Or did were you self coached or uh, running? Um. So I started off. I got back into running. I did a, a TIS talent search thing um and they they gave me um frank not i think i think it was frank oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. um so so that was that was really cool to begin with and we'd meet a couple of times a week up at grammar and um you know training wise it was it was pretty basic it was you know your warm-ups and you know maybe it was some reps of 400 or or some 800s and things like that um and i was with him probably i don't know a year i reckon and then um kim gillard's um, started up what we called back then was the home point running group. Um, and that was really cool. So that was my first, I guess, group training environment. And that was, that was really good. So that was, you know, with, with Jake Burt, we Dylan Evans, um, you know, old runners like Ali Guy. So she, you know, she was, she was pretty handy back in the day. Um, James Hodge used to come along, Matt Guy. Yeah. So, yeah. We had a good, good little bunch. Yeah. That's then. a really talented yeah. bunch too, isn't it? Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, so we do a lot of sessions out along the tail race or uh, around rural parks. So it was a lot of, you know, fartleks and um, things like that, and and on the hills and on the grass. So he was he was really Kim Kimbo was really conscious of um, you know not overtraining us and, and you know mixing it up between trail and grass so that the body's uh, you know well adjusted and not too much stuff on the road. So. No, I um I missed it when he when he moved to Hobart. I was I was sad with him because we yeah. had um, we had a good little group. So it's probably my um my introduction into into proper athletics. Great. And for the listeners tuning in, did you want to like explain what Kimbo's actually done and his like the caliber of runner he is, so people mm. are aware. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. So he's um world championship representative in the marathon. I think he's he's ran a, a 62 half. He's ran 28, 22, 10, um, you know, 13:42, 5k, and uh, he's broken eight minutes for three. So he's yeah, he's represented Australia numerous times. Um, I think he came third at Sea to Surf one year. Um, geez, I should I should know more, Brian. You had you had Jenny on a few weeks back. Yeah, I'm not sure if she um, she mentioned how good the hubby was. So well, they're uh, both pretty pretty uh, reserved and. They don't really like to talk about their achievements, do they? So it's hard to get to actually find out what they've done. You've probably got to Google stuff. That that's it. So no, he's um you know certainly an athlete that I you know aspired to be like um when I was when I was under his tutelage. Um, you know I know that um you know Jake and I both um, growing up really respected him as a, as a person, as a coach, and, and the caliber of athlete he was. So he's um you know anyone that represents Australia is obviously. A talented runner and anyone that breaks 28 30 anyone that breaks 30 minutes i think is bloody talented so i'm, I'm yet to yeah, do absolutely. it so mate um, you will you will 100 yeah fingers crossed thanks mate yeah cool and um so you, you you talked about this training effect and and with these talented young guys was that something that you always enjoyed was training in a group 
group setting? Because some people love to train by themselves. Yeah, I think I think now as I've got a bit older, I, I enjoy doing it on my own. But as as a you know younger person, I think yeah, the competitive spirits come out in you, and it used to sort of be you know straight after school or or whatnot. You'd you know you'd go and meet a group, and, and it was that nice training environment. Um, so it's definitely something I I'm glad I did. Um, and you, I think you need that certainly at a younger age to, just to keep you involved in the sport because because athletes can be pretty lonely um similar to tennis it's they're individual sports um so it's not like your footies your basketballs your soccers where you, you can get out and there's 20 or so people that you can sort of bounce things off so to have a little tight-knit group of, of eight, or, eight or ten athletes i really enjoyed it um and it used to give me something to look forward to um you know two or three times a week yeah yeah i'm the same mate i i think as i've got older i do like that Oh, it's just nice to someone to chat to about the day, or yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to get super competitive. Um, you know, we'd, we'd all cruise around, and, and you know, it might be eight reps of whatnot, and everyone's sort of the first four, everyone's sort of <laughs> feeling pretty good. And the last four was like was like a race. Um, you know, it was um, it was good, yeah, yeah. No, hindsight. Um, probably, probably, you know, the, they sort of say train to train to race, not race to train. Um, but we were racing to train, hundred yeah. percent. We were just <laughs> I can yeah, understand we, that. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I miss it. Yeah. In, in our training, it was always uh, the last rep, just all out. <laughs> it was like yeah, we had the biggest exactly. balls and go for it. Yeah, Probably not the best yeah. way to train, but uh, <laughs> it was good. No, fun. it was good. It was good. You sort of yeah. If you had training like you know, I don't know what other people used to be like, but like Monday night, I'd be getting on the stretch and hard, and <laughs> you know. I'd be, you know, don't eat too much Tuesday morning and, you know, uh, and then, you know, come four o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, it was, it was like warming up for a race. So, no, yeah. it was good. No, it, it was good. good. I suppose it's whatever gets you excited out the door, isn't it? Exactly. I think, yeah. um, you know, uh, you're always searching for motivation. Um, I don't know. I'm sure everyone's had those days where you just can't be bothered. Um, it's hard to get out the door and, you know, um, I've been known just to put a little YouTube on or like this morning before I ran, I just, just watched this Sydney 2000 with um, Gabriel Celestia and Paul yeah. Turgett for awesome the last race. 10 minutes and, and had a bit of a stretch. And it just, certainly when it's raining, things like that get you out the door. So, yeah, no, that's good. awesome. That's great. And yeah. you've recently come back to the sport again and you've had a bit of a break. What's your typical training <laughs> work looking like now and, and, and what are the goals going forward? Yeah, I've had I've had more breaks than a, than a person on a smoker, mate. So, <laughs> um, yeah, love hate relationship with athletics for sure. Um, yeah, but I think a, a training, typical training week for me um, now. I'm, I'm trying to do Kimbo's four week cycle, so that'd be a cycle that guys like Andy Allison and Nathan Morey, Cov uh, Cov would know about it. Um, so it's it's pretty pretty basic and. I've been I blew up after Bridport. Dave Thomas blew me up in the right. um, in the fun run, so I had, I had about a week off. Um, but it's it's essentially it's you know three three hard sessions a week, and then every other day is just you know an hour Monday, ninety minutes Wednesday, forty minutes Friday, and then um, Sundays are two hours. And at the moment, just because I'm getting back in, I'm just doing half of everything. So yep. today was probably 50 minutes to, a, to an hour um, and I'll work my way back up and I'm just doing two sessions a week. So probably, <coughs> as I said, not wearing a watch, probably doing 60 or 70K. I've been doing that for about six or seven weeks um, yep. with, the, with the week in between with Bridport. 
And I've actually just really enjoyed, you know, not getting myself stressed over a two-hour long run on a Sunday. I'm just going out and doing 50 minutes and, and, you know, I might try and do another 20 or 25 this afternoon um, and just and just try not to get so regimented. I think in the past I've been prone to if I, if I miss a session or if I miss a day or if, you know, something happens and I can't fit in an hour and a half, I just, yeah, I get a bit um, finicky, I'd say. Um, yep. It's like you let yourself down and um, things like that. And now I'm just trying to, you know, go with the flow a little bit more. There. Yeah. I think that's a great way of looking at it, mate. I'm, I'm, well, when I was running, I'm very much the same. I, uh, and I get down on myself if you miss, miss a day or even if you have a day off. But you, what do you like you with sure day not, off? Are you sure you're not running, mate? You're looking thin again. The, oh. the, the, list, the listeners can't see you, but I'm looking and, and Lionel's looking fit. I'm doing a bit of walk and that's about it, mate. Jeez, you're looking, you're, uh, you're looking fit. Uh, uh, cheers, mate. <laughs> yeah, sorry, what was your question? I um, cut you off. Just days off, mate. Like, how, how do you feel on that? So, is that as you get yeah. older as well? Is that something that you like doing, or no, no, it's not. No. I, uh, <laughs> I have to force myself because, I, as I said, I just get so regimented, and that's what's brought me undone. So I'm trying to trying to listen. Mum's always a good one for that. She's like, "Have you had a rest day this week?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm having it today." You know, and I, I hate it, but I do feel better for it. The next day, you sort of get, get a lot more motivation and. Um, it is important. Um, I keep, I keep trying to deny that I'm getting older. Um, so <laughs> I sort of, um, <laughs> you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm still in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally 18, but uh, yeah. I'm coming up on, on 30. So it's probably, you know, it is important to, to start to focus on the, the body and the recovery and, and, you know, missing one day and running, you know, um, 300 other days of the year is better than, you know, trying to put, you know, four months together with no days off and then having to spend the next two, you know, out with an injury. So yeah. trying to, trying to implement it. Um, yeah. 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 Well, you're not, you know, old mate, I know I ran my best times around that age anyway. So yeah, you're right on that at cusp. You've got these next two years, mate, which is the best thing. Good, good. Because I had people at work give me, give me a bit of grit. They're like, oh, geez, you're 30. Oh, no. And I was, <laughs> nah, I was like, you're Don't prime. Oh, good. I hope so. Because, yeah, I don't like it. I like it at all. Um, the dirty thirties, you know, on the horizon. <laughs> so I'm just not going to tell anyone how old I am. Um, we'll we'll get on some um, some green smoothies and some and some juices. <laughs> and we'll try and wind back the clock a little. <laughs> well, you mentioned that, mate, and and I know that you're big on on your diet. And are you are you still a vegan now? Is that what you're? Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. So um, you know, it was never for running or anything like that. It was always more about the, the ethics and, um, you know, growing up, I sort of viewed dogs and cats as no different to, you know, cows, pigs and, and chickens and all that sort of thing. So there are benefits obviously associated as we now know with sport and things like that. So I do try and eat um, pretty healthy and, you know, there's certainly some parts of my life that, that you'd be aware of. And, and, you know, from a previous podcast that I was, I was living a pretty unhealthy lifestyle that wasn't conducive to, you know, health. But um, yeah, certainly when when the heads well together and, and I'm on track, I, I try and eat as well as I can. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for dark chocolate, though. I tell you what, I'm a sucker. <laughs> um, it's become um, you know in my head, I'm like, oh, but it's quality and it's dark. So it must be good. Uh, <laughs> but it's so. but it's one of those things, mate. Um, like you said, you've had your challenges, but giving up one thing, you've almost got to replace it with something that's 
not going to hurt someone else. So if chocolate's that thing, mate, yeah, I reckon yeah. chocolate's better than, than what you've previously been doing. So I wouldn't exactly. be too hard on yourself there. Yeah, no. Um, it's, um, I think I've certainly got myself into, into to routines and patterns now where um, there's a bit more self-control and um, I, I find that um, yeah, a little reward like that, as you said, um, isn't isn't too bad and um, it's, it helps get you through. I know it's a bit like coffee, really. Um, me without coffee is, is is not a very happy person. So I allow, yeah. I allow myself <laughs> that little uh, that little wake up buzz and, and then occasionally the uh, the little bit of dark. Um, with the um, it, it actually helps me sleep. I find. Yeah. If I have a little little bit of chalky before bed, um, she's um, she's lights out. So it's all mental, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Whatever gets you through. Absolutely, mate. And um, like you said, you have faced your challenges. If it's okay, did you want to touch on that a little bit? I mean, I don't want this podcast to be about that, but if you feel comfortable, is that okay? Yeah. I mean, there'd be some people that are aware from a, a previous podcast with um, Brady Felford, um, you know, probably three, four years ago. And yeah, just a lot of addictions around drugs and alcohol and, and, and all the problems that, that come with that. And, and it's been something I guess I've used as a, as a means to escape, you know, reality and, and problems and, and, and all those sort of things. So as, as you know, you'd be aware of mate um, and you and I've had some, some really good conversations, you know, outside of these, you know, podcasts. And um, it's just something that I found myself just, just using to, um, you know, just to get through life and it, and it became a, a crutch and um, as these things do, they, they spiral and it was just a really, really bad time and it's sort of been ongoing from, you know, for, for the last 10 years. But um, I think now I'm, I'm in a place where I'm just a bit more aware of myself and, and what causes these sort of patterns and how I'm feeling and, and a lot of it just comes out of reaction and, and that sort of thing and now I... Um, just try and become a bit more self-aware and see why I feel that way or what's causing it and, and how can I counteract it. And um, yeah, it's um, there's just, I've got other things now that I can turn to, to, to make me feel better. Um, you know, and it's, it's, as you know, it's not every day is easy that you have really good days and, and really bad days, but um, just starting your day off with, with a good routine I find really helps. Yeah. No, you've nailed it. I, uh, I think the insight that you've got now from knowing you before, we've been talking a few months back, but even just knowing what triggers you or the things that you just can't go that outlet and you know that. Uh, so like if you've had a bad day or someone ticks you off or you're not feeling well or it could be all these things, like I suppose what, what stops you? What stops you from going, no, nah, I can't do that? Yeah, I think... Um just yeah, as I said, self awareness, um, yeah, and then and also just thinking about you know where where's this going to take me if I start doing this again. So a little bit of you know foresight, I think, um, just just distraction as well. Um, so you know going out and just just doing a little twenty minute jog or or go and have a cold shower or you know a cup of coffee or or go and watch a little you know clip on YouTube or just something just to distract and take the mind away from from whatever that feeling is because I think you know people like like you and myself and so many others out there that we, we, we wear our hearts in our sleeves and, and, and things hurt us maybe sometimes more than what they'd, they'd hurt the average person. And, and so then we, we use other means to try and lift ourselves up. Now it's about recognising where that comes from. How can we change that? 
um, and how can we how can we move forward? And you know, um, you've said it to me before. You know, it's better to go two steps forward, one step back, than you know, go one forward and, and two back. So yeah, I find that um, you know it's something I'm gonna have to live with for the rest of my life. And you know, what I find now is that you know, talking about it and just you know, um, seeing seeing where it comes from, what's stemming. Because in the past, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think oh, I shouldn't do that. I just do it. Yeah. Uh, whereas now I've got a little bit of, you know, awareness about it and, and what's causing me to feel that way. How can I change that thought or, or what can I do to, to counteract it? So, yeah. yeah. Mate, and that's what we call, well, I've done a lot of counselling over the years, so it's probably all drilled in eventually, but we call that like the, the ABC, so the activating event, beliefs behind it and then the consequences. So yeah. you're, you're acting that out every time you're, you know what will happen so that, that's growth as a person because you know, well, shit. If I if I do that, it'll be a snowball effect. So, um, I know just looking like personally knowing you, that's a big change I've seen recently. Which is that's something you should be super proud of, mate. Oh no, I appreciate that, mate. Um, I think you know we've all everyone out there's had their their fair share of battles, and and you know um, it's not just people with with addictions that, that have a hard life everyone everyone's got things that, that go on and i think um everyone can resonate with people that are struggling to deal with you know an emotion or a problem um and a lot of people turn you know um for them it might be you know it might be chocolate or it might be you know um a particular tv show or it might be something with a, you know everyone has have, has addictions and acts out in different ways um yeah but, um, you know, being able to recognise it um, and be supportive and, and, you know, being able to chat with someone I know of, confided in you a little bit, um, you know, over the last year or so. And, and that's been really helpful as well, just having someone that, that knows what you're going through and um, can, give you, can give you good advice and, and just sort of, you know, it, we're all just trying to be happy essentially at the end of the day. I think most people... Yeah, everyone that's um, that's alive, you need to be loved by someone. You need to be cared for. It's um, it's human instinct and it's human nature. And, and when you don't have those feelings, um, things can get down pretty quickly. So, so long as um, you got people, you know, supporting you and, and getting behind you, I know that. Geez, the amount of conversations I had with my mum and dad, definitely mum, and, and how she's been able to help balance my life and, and change my way of thinking. Um, it's really shaped me and, and, and changed me, um, you know, throughout these last, um, you know, 10 or so years, uh, well, my whole life really, but um, certainly when I became more open and honest with myself in the last 10 years, it's, um, it's been really good. Yeah. 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 I couldn't agree more. Mate. First of all, you've been, you've been great for me. It's been someone to, to chat to and just talk about. And, uh, and you said that you mentioned that, we like I know I personally take things to heart, or it can just be the the littlest thing, and I couldn't agree with that with that more. And I know that you've experienced some bullying in your life over mm. the years. Did you want to, um, you know, touch on this and and how this has affected you, and and you know, and what happens when you feel mm. like this, and and how it shaped you as a person? Yeah, I think. Um... As you touched on, oh, you know, I'm a very sensitive person. Um, I think I've, I've I've gotten a little bit hardened as I've as I've got older, and I've you know as you mature, you're able to deal with things a bit better. But certainly at a young age, I think I always wore my heart on my sleeve, and I'd I'd give everything 110. percent And in hindsight, I think it probably annoyed a few people. Certainly throughout running and in tennis, and and so then when 
you know, you are giving 110% and, and people are giving you crap for it. It's sort of, you know, it's a really tough one to deal with. You're still trying to find yourself as a young person. And I was always told, you know, give everything 110% and then you do and then you get flack for it. Then oh, do I not give 110%? But if I don't, I feel like I'm, I'm not being true to myself. And I think, um, you know, everyone's experienced bullying at some point throughout their lifetime. Um, and and one thing I think that, you know, I've, I've sort of, I, I'd pride myself on, I've, I've made more mistakes than you and I have fingers or toes, mate, but, um, you know, I've never, I've never bullied. Um, I don't think I've certainly reacted and said things that I shouldn't have, but I just think that bullying is one of those things that it needs to be stopped. Um, we look at the way it affects young people, older people, it just affects people in so many ways. To me, it's, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, domestic violence of the mind, you know, it's, it's any, any time that your sole intention is to go out and bring someone down, um, I think is, is, is pretty much as low as you can get. So yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm really against it and I really, I really hate people that um, use it as a weapon, as a tool to, um, you know, bring, bring others down. So for me, I think, you know, going through primary school and, and having it and then, you know, throughout tennis and, and athletics, it's um, it, it, part of, of uh, my problem. I've got to take responsibility, of course, but I, I wasn't able to deal with, with how people thought of me or, or when they were saying things. I didn't know how to, you know, not react or, or not, um, you know, go out of my way to then try and prove them wrong. And it just became like this sort of cat and mouse game where if someone said something, then, okay, well, now I've got to show them by doing this or I'm going to say that back or, or, or whatever it might be. So it, it didn't, it certainly shaped me for the worst. Um, I'm not a big fan of the, um, you know, that saying that um, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I, nah, it definitely hurts. Um, yeah, you know, for sure. I, I think that, um, you know, there's certainly from a young age, there needs to be more awareness within schools um, and, and you know, with the, the powers that be to make sure that's something that's stamped out because it can, it can really change someone's life, you know, um, that's for sure. And I find that there's people now that I see um, that, that certainly gave me a hard time and, you know, with full honesty to you, mate, like I, I almost forget how to walk when I go past them. It's just like yeah. it's, it's still there. Yeah. Um, and although that knee-jerk reaction to say something or to, to try and prove them wrong or, or xyz isn't there you know what they've done still you know it's still as real as the day that it happened and that's you know sometimes up to 15 years ago so yeah. it's uh, it's a really tricky one and i think that if we can bring more awareness to it um and just call people out when they're doing it and, and have open and honest conversations and and get to the bottom of, of why they're doing it first of all uh, what impact it can have and, 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 you know, make changes because it's, um, you know, we see there's a lot more awareness about, you know, mental health and, and things like that, which is fantastic, but there's still a lot of problems that arise and it's all well and good to, to get on social media and do a, you know, Movember and, and, and get some money and, and, and that sort of thing. That's great, but you need to make sure that you're, you're practicing it as well um, outside of the social medium. Yeah, and that's a, that's a problem like this. We had bullying years ago, but now we've got bullying that can be, you know, you can get bullied at school, but then you can be come home from school and get bullied. Mm. And it's just not kids, it's it's adults. And and for me, I've recently experienced some bullying on a fairly big scale and it was pack mentality and this is a mm. thing and I had no control 
over stopping this and I didn't know what to do. And I think this is the biggest thing. My Well, my biggest thing was these guys were hiding behind fake profiles and I could not do a thing. And that's yeah. my biggest frustration <laughs> now about the whole thing. Well, I mean, uh, first of all, yeah, and you and I have touched on this and I don't know, you know, number one, I don't know where they get the time to be doing this at, at you know, mm. these these particular people are, you know, 25, 30, 30 plus years old and, and you know, um, you would think have fulfilled lives that wouldn't need to stoop to such lows or, or have the time to, to go into such depth to make a fake profile to get a job, do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> get and, and um, you know, I, I really resonate with you on that because it's just, um, you know, you wouldn't go out and, and slander Harvey Norman behind their back. You know, you no, wouldn't exactly. go out and say that, you know, this particular business is doing this, this and this, or you wouldn't go and make fake profiles to go and, you know, bring down country roads. So the fact that, you know, you're a small business owner that you're trying to bring your name out into the forefront and you've got people trying to attack, you know, your brand, your business, um, you know, just because you're not, you know, a billion dollar company, you just, you know, Brian Lyons from, from being Devonport to me, you know, it's no different. You just, you know, a kind hearted man that's trying to, um, you know, start something up and, and, you and I've touched on this that you know for you this was a, a way that you could turn your attention to helping other people um you know you found with your own athletics that you enjoyed it but you felt like you needed more um, yeah. so for you know for someone to come after you or people to come after you based on you know um egos um it's just yeah I I just can't relate to it uh, yeah. it really it really up- upsets me and um you know, I feel for you because I, I know that uh, you put, you know, your heart and soul into into doing something like this um, and, and putting your name out there and, and really using it as a platform to, you know, help other athletes and to give you something to look forward to, um, you know, as a person and, and being able to help people. Because I'm too selfish to be a coach. So I admire you, mate. I'm, I'm too worried about, <laughs> I'm too worried about how Pat's running to, to worry about how anyone else is running. But um, I, I admire um, that. So, the, the bullying aspect for me, the, the biggest problem is, is, um, you know, just the detrimental effect, it, you know, it could have on yourself to have on your partner, to have on yeah. your family. It's, you know, it, it's just sort of keeps on stemming. It keeps on growing. People just yeah. think, Oh, I'm going to attack this person. You're not attacking them. You're attacking their whole, um, you know, entourage, their whole being, the whole family, everyone. Yeah. Um, and it just spreads like wildfire. And I think, you know, people need to be called out on it. And, um, you know, you can't just say, oh, exactly. this, per- this person's a great runner and they've represented the state or they're our best. Nah, none of that. You know, mm. you do the wrong thing, you own up, you know. There's, there's been, as I said, more mistakes that I've made than um, probably any person on your podcast have had or, or maybe even yeah. combined, but I'm, I'm trying hard to, to fix them. And, um, you know, as I said, bullying is one of those things that you just you, you can't condone because, yeah. um, it, it, you know, it'll affect people um you know long term and, and as we say there's there's some serious ramifications and come from it um mentally so yeah. yeah and i think yeah it's a mentally it well mentally it's a mental part it's it is the snowball effect because the bully or the bullies will move on and they'll be yeah it's okay but i don't know let's just say you and i we're left with this anger rage just build up emotion. I think it does start with people saying, well, no, because they're a certain person, oh, I'm a bit, a bit afraid. I can't, oh, we can't 
we can't stop that. I think that's the biggest issue, like you said, is to stop it and subtract tax and, and name it up and say, no, nah, that's yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think the hardest one is that people tend to not want to get involved either. And that, that does nothing for the person that's going through the struggle. So people might say, oh, you know, it's not, it's not your battle. Or they might say, oh, that person, they might be bullying them, but that's not happening to me, um, you know, or they've always been great to me. So I'm not going to, well, you know, that's great. You know, that, that's, that's sort of like me saying, well, I've got slaves and you've got slaves, but I treat my slaves great. So should everyone have slaves? No, <laughs> slavery's bad. So, doesn't make any sense, does it? No, exactly. So, you know, if, if someone's not bullying you, but they're bullying someone you know and you know it's happening, you've got to you got to stand up. You know, well, this is my personal view. you just got to stand up and you got to call it out. you got to, you got to get that person to apologize or at least get that person to recognize what they're doing and, and how it's affecting the person they're doing. Cause as you said, it'll just continue. And then, you know, what's left, they, they move on cause it didn't happen to them. Yeah. You know, I get people say, Oh, you know, I had an apology from someone, you know, and they, and they said, Oh, you know, I've moved on. I said, yeah, you have, but I haven't. No, you know, it's still, it's still with me. Um, you know, cause it didn't happen to you. So yeah. I think, you know, um, certainly within, the Tassie circle, sometimes it's a bit small, the athletic circle, and and it is a bit of, you know, big fish, little ponds. And, you know, there is this mentality that, you know, depending on, on who the person is, whether or not they, they get they get away with it or not. And I don't think, you know, if you're a good runner or a bad runner, you know, it doesn't matter what level you are. If you're, if you're inciting bullying or you see it happening and you're not stopping it or you're feeding it and you're sharing it and you're posting it, to me, that's just as bad as if you're actually the person saying it, you know, yeah. it just people say, oh, banter, you know, and boys will be boys and all this yeah. bullshit. Like, yeah. you know, banter, banter is when I say, you know, big lines, he's getting, getting thin again and he's running well. Mm. You know, that's, that's a little bit of banter. Someone, yeah. asking you to, someone asking you to stop and you continuing to do it eight, nine, ten times after they've asked you to stop each time. That's, you know, when it's repetitious um, and, and when yeah. there's... Yeah, and when there's yeah. anger and, and vermin behind it, I think, um, you know, uh, I, I get pretty passionate about this, mate. We could fucking talk all day about it. <laughs> no, no, I'm, um, I'm, I'm the same, mate. It's, yeah. But it's like, no, no, it's like, it's, I don't know, it's so if it was um, like sexual assault and someone says, no, that's no, that's okay. But when mm. would someone say, no, it's hurting me and they keep on going over and over again, I guess that's when. I guess, yeah, I guess, well, it gets out of control, isn't it? And snowball and fake profiles and social media and you can't get away from it. It's so hard. No, and I think, you know, social media wasn't prominent when I was early teens. It was only just coming out. And, and if I was getting bullied face-to-face as I was, and, then you know, I did get it online through MySpace and things like that, but, you know, um, how it is now, like for, for kids, I just, mm. yeah, it'd be quite scary. And, you know, if I ever have kids growing up in the world, when you see how accessible and how easy it is to be able to do it online as well, it's, it's bloody scary. Uh, there's just sort of no escaping, whether you be at school or at home, you just feel like you're always getting attacked. And, you know, when, when someone does have a go at you, you, your natural instinct is to try and defend yourself or to call it out. And then when there's no repercussions or anything done from it, you yeah. sort of feel like you've just got nowhere to hide, nowhere to be. Um, and, and then you feel like you've got no support because you're not getting, you know, the recognition or the, um, you know, the, the outlet to be able to deal with it because it's just happening so constantly. It just yeah. becomes, you know, this, this place where you're trapped. And um, yeah, I, I haven't 
you know, had it recently within the last year or so, anything like that, um, you know, but for you that, that has just had it so recently this year and, you know, I can't imagine how you, you know, how you would have felt, um, you know, certainly from a, a point of view of starting your own business. Yeah, I mean, and that's a, that's a thing. I mean, you've, you've mentioned everything, you put yourself out there and it's the last thing that you expect. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to trade carefully here. I won't mention names or anything like that, but it's mm. especially when you don't, you're not expecting it from the, those people that makes it, makes it very hard. And yeah, man, I just, I don't know. Like you said, um, mine did apologise and, and it went a long way and I've moved mm. on from that person. But yeah. like you said, you still have that moments of rage or moments of yeah it's a yeah it's a it's a difficult situation but like you mentioned I think as a community we've got to name up a bit more and not let them off because they're a certain person or um yeah I think that's plain and simple I think that's that's where we stand and what you know what we're going to do as humans yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, if, if, if these guys came out and punched you in the face, everyone would say, oh, they punched, they punched lines. So what they did was wrong and everyone would get behind you. But because it's not physical, because it's a mental approach, people don't view it in the same light. And I think, well, you know, to me, it's no different. You go out and, you know, some, sometimes I think I prefer, you know, I would have preferred maybe just someone to punch me in the face back then. They could have got over and done with and, and that was that. Um, you yeah, know, you'd move on, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. day in, day out. It's... Um, you know, it gets, it just gets tiring and people don't see what's actually happening. They just, they might see you or I get reactive around it, um, but they don't actually know what's happening behind the, behind the scenes or behind the surface. And it becomes this sort of, you know, time where you go along to something and you start to feel ostracized, even though you're the person that's done nothing wrong. So I think calling it out, um, you know, and, and having some recognition around it and, you know, not, not looking at the point of view of, oh, it doesn't happen to me or, that they're this certain good athlete or, or X, Y, Z, just um, no, stamp it out, get it, get it sorted and, you know, hopefully move forward. But um, if they, if they can't recognize what they've done um, and they can't, you know, get the courage to stand up and apologize, well, unfortunately, you know, this is not the kind of people that I want to be around whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's a thing you, you learn as you get older, uh, the people that, that, that are good, to be around with and lift you up and not drag you down and I don't know like 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 you've mentioned you've done some bad things in your life I've done some shit things but I think I've learned a lot from this experience and I don't want to be that mm. person I don't want to I don't want anyone else to feel what I feel and and if anything it's 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 made me a better person and that's what I gotta yeah. take on board I guess yeah definitely um, you know and as you said not not mentioning names and and, and you and I know. Who we're, who we're talking about and, um, yeah. you know, but those, those, that same particular group, you know, I've seen them, you know, and I won't, I won't mention the names of people, but, the, you know, other, other athletes that, that would probably listen to this podcast and that are good runners, I've, I've seen them continually, you know, talk, talk rubbish about them, you know, in Facebook messenger posts and, um, you know, in Instagram threads and, you know, these are guys that they're meant to be mates with and they're just running them down repetitively to the mm-hmm. point where, you know, um, to me, that's, that's bullying as well. Um, yeah. if, you're, if, you're not, if you're not prepared to say something to someone face-to-face, don't, don't go around doing it on social mediums and, you know, using it as, as pack mentality as this, as this way of, you, you know, what they call banter or socialising. Yeah. Know? 
your head banter. Have, yeah, have, have, have you know, chat about running. Stop, stop, stop talking about people. Um, you know, and, and worry about your own training instead of you know. There's a there's a nice runner up up northwest way, a really good fella, and you know, good athlete. Um, getting a bit older now, and you know, I, I saw some of the stuff that they were saying about this guy. Um, you know, in Facebook messenger groups, and just comp- like every day chatting yeah. about their Strava training and what they're doing and this and that and how crap a runner they are or how crap a time they're going to run. And like, do you not have anything better to talk about at, at 30 plus years old? Do you not have a life that you can, you know, chat positively about someone? Like it's just, yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's beyond, um, it's beyond what I would call even human. They're, they're just bordering on, you know, some sort of sick, twisted game. Um, yeah. So Anyway, mate, I'll um. I'll yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on to something more positive, but I think got the big dry mouth. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but I think it's it's important to touch on on that um because like you said, it's shaped you as a person and it's affected you along the way. So I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate us having a chat too. It's always good to have a not, nice chat about something that's that's important to both of us. Nah, no worries, mate. Um, so last year at Run the Bridge, you uh got yourself enrolled, got yourself involved in a commentating role. How did this come about, mate? Um, yeah, Welshie. Welshie, I, um, I think he asked me, he sent me a code saying, do you want to, you know, do you want to run? I said, no, I'm not, I'm not running that well at the moment. Um, I said, but I'm happy to help out. And he, he just sort of popped the question about having a go at commentating. And, um, you know, I'd never really done anything like that before. I'd, I'd done bits and pieces up at the, the silver dome for the handicap mile, but I'd never done, you know, I guess a live stream or, you know, um, you know, live over, you know, over 30 plus minutes or, or, or whatnot. So it was, um, it was really cool. It was just like, I guess you talk about the coaching aspect. It's a different outlet for me. Yeah. I get pretty, unless I'm running really well, um, I don't like to race. So I sort of, <laughs> uh, it's, it just sort of became, I guess, you know, um, a different outlet for me to, to still be involved in the sport um, and have have a, you know um, a, a bit of influence around the event and things like that and be a part of it, but not have to have the stress of getting up at six a.m. and and you know putting the balls on the line to to go out and, and run a hard hilly course. So yeah, great, you're fantastic at it too. I uh, tuned in that morning, so it was good to. Uh, no, it was just good. Like you fed off that. I can't even think of that 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 lady's name now, but it, you just like get a really natural way about it and like it didn't seem hard it seemed like something that you've been doing for years mate oh thanks thanks very much i um yeah i really enjoyed it uh she was geez i've forgotten her name and i should know because she's she's pretty prominent uh journalist call her fiona we'll call her fiona yeah yeah, (laughs) she was she was awesome and, and gave me a few you know tips and tricks and i think from from her background and you know it was a good mix she's obviously been involved in the media industry for a long time and you know she knew ways to be able to talk and, you know, gave me some tips and tricks. And then obviously I knew a little bit more around the athletes just from being involved in the sport. So it was a good little balance. And, you know, you and I are going to, going to get on the mic for, for Lonnie 10 and we'll get the Tesla and we'll have a bit of a chat um, yeah, be great. In, in regards to the, the half and the 10. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just nice to still be involved in athletics, even if you're not racing. Um, and I've always had a bit of a passion for, seeing people talk about events and, you know, well, she's obviously done a really good job when he's put events on and, and been able to speak about the events and for him to, to give me a bit of a chance to have a crack at that. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. 
I, uh, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm not, I mean, I'm not great at that sort of stuff, but I'll give anything a crack and I think it's all good. Oh, it's a good, good experience uh, to you, put it down on the resume, isn't it? So. You're, doing, you're, doing, you're doing all right, mate. You're hosting a podcast. So you're, uh, <laughs> no, I've, I've really enjoyed the last – I've listened to the last – so you had, um, you had Grace, obviously, just yeah. massive inspiration. That's um, Amazing. You know, I, yeah, it's just like uh, I can't relate personally to, to her story, um, but I can relate to obviously some feelings around, you know, being hurt and whatnot and, and I was having a bad day that day and listening to that podcast just sort of made me really get out of myself and think about others and, and that sort of thing and then you've had Harry Summers obviously you and I can both relate to his story yeah. and Dion Kenzie so you know you've just the last four or so weeks I've really enjoyed listening in so um, Jeez, mate. I feel like an anti-climax having me on you now it's been really it's been really good so I think um, yeah you You'll be fine, mate. If you can host your own podcast for an hour and 15, you'll have no problems chatting about athletics for a little bit. Cheers, mate. Nice. No, sounds good. And and what are your goals coming into the, the season, mate? Are you going to do track? Are you just going to try oh, and keep this injury at bay that you had? Yeah, so I've just been having a little bit of piriformis trouble and, and sciatica and um, just weakness throughout the, the left side of my body. So just, just try and do 60, 70 Ks a week for as many weeks as I can. No real plans for for anything i might do run the bridge if i'm fit and if not i'll, I'll have a go at commentating but i just i want to um finally listen to kimbo and just get you know a really good block of consistency um and just not you know because I, I just get carried away i'll do one week 110 all of a sudden think i'm craig Mottram. so i've yeah. just got to <laughs> you know settle back and and you know look at the the bigger picture and i'd love just to get 12 months of week in week out i think you know, any PB I've ever done has come off five or six months training. I've never really had, you know, that that sort of 12 months, two years to put together. Um, so if I can, yeah, any, you know, I've still got goals. I, I want to break 14 minutes. I want to break eight minutes for three. Um, I want to run a steeple. But I think at the moment I'll just um, look at trying to trying to stay consistent and, and not let the head get in the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. No, look, I've... I've labeled that up it feels like thousands of times on this podcast but it, it really is the one thing in running isn't it is consistency is will bring you results and staying uninjured I suppose as well but consistency is the number one thing and I know personally that's something that I've struggled with over the years mm. but when I have had I think I had more than a year and I had a purple patch and yeah it's just everything mate yeah, yeah. So I think that that if I was to have a goal, it'd be to get that twelve months. So I think I, I started running again in first week of September. Um, so October, I've had you know two and a half months. I mean, I had that week off as I said after Bridport, but I've you know two and a half months. So let's let's get another you know let's get another nine or ten months out. Um, yeah, that'd be a, a really good goal for me, just to just to keep myself um, you know in the sport. For, for 12 months at a time, that'd be a, that'd be a massive goal. Yeah, great. And when you have been consistent, yeah, you've got a pretty tidy park run time. Did you want to uh, expand <laughs> on that a little bit for me? And Oh, bloody Clifford. That Sam Clifford. Oh, I, was <laughs> pumped. I was real pumped. That was my little fame to fame was the, you know, one person park run record. And I think you took about eight <laughs> seconds off it. So, no, that was, yeah, I had a really good run that day. Um Jordan Tyler took me out for the first two and a half, I think. Um, and it was just, it was like April 2018, I think. And it was just dead, you know, dead 
dead quiet, no winds, um, beautiful sort of autumn morning. Um, and yeah, it was around 14, 24 on that, on that course. And it's not yeah, the quickest wow. of course. It's um, the levee banks really, really nice. Once you get into heritage, it's, it's a bit slower as a small, you know, a couple of small undulating hills and then you head on your way back. So yeah, it was, it was one of those days where I felt like everything sort of, you know, came together. Um, yeah. And it was, it was, yeah, I, I think definitely a, a course that you could probably at your best um, run probably 14, 10 on. I reckon I, I could, yeah, I reckon, cool. yeah, there's, there's a, there's a couple of little tight corners and a couple of, yeah. you know, little sweepy parts that I reckon um, even, even Sammy Clifford could probably take six, six or seven seconds off it. Um, yeah. But uh, I think they've, they've made it dead on 5k now and I'm not sure when Clifford ran it because they've moved the start line back. Oh, okay. So, so really, I mean, I ran 14.24, but I think I actually ran like 14.35. It was actually okay. about, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if anyone listening in, if, if anyone <laughs> runs 14.10 on the new course, they're <laughs> bloody moving um, because yeah. they've, they've, they've taken the start line back a little bit. So maybe um, maybe a few of those, those good mainlanders will, will probably try and when they're down, if they're doing a little visit in, in Tassie, yeah. um, get on the, uh, the quick, uh, the quick uh, Launceston Parky. Well, not only that, mate. Devonport needs to get under fifteen. It's it's been sitting at low fifteens for a while, so I reckon that's oh. something you need to make a make a road trip of it, mate. We can come okay. up, come yeah, up, we'll, we'll visit chat, me, we'll have chat. a coffee, is and it, then is it a good course? Is it? Yeah, it's quick I as it's, well. Yeah. Not at the moment because there's a bit of development going on. Um, but when yeah. it's back to the normal course, it's yeah, it's probably quicker than money, I reckon. Oh, all right. So oh, potentially there's a fourteen ten there, I reckon. I got those next percenters set up from uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, running it, so I haven't. I was like, oh, I'm not going to use them next year. But now you've said that, I might um yeah. might do a might do a parky before then. I don't know. I'd, I ran a parky yesterday with uh, Dave Thomas, and we just did it as a as sort of a tempo. And I think I ran I ran fifteen fifty. So I was actually run, oh, I was great. after that. Yeah, um, awesome. And then and then we did a little three um, k tempo afterwards. So yeah, yeah I, won't, I won't be breaking fifteen for a few weeks anyway. That's for sure. Oh, so, that's a goal. Maybe a New Year's goal to come down to Devonport and get a parky CR. Absolutely, mate. When you do, uh, let me know. I will. <laughs> and, go to Danny Borgs and, and get get a coffee. Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Special little uh, mention there. If you are in Devonport, please mention that. So what? Listen to a sponsors podcast. Absolutely. What's one piece of advice you'd give a newbie runner? Or even someone who's been running for a while. Oh shit! I wouldn't be taking advice from me, mate. I don't listen <laughs> to anyone. So, um, I think yeah, don't wear a watch for the easy runs. If if you're someone that gets a bit carried away with you know your Stravas and your stats and your paces, a watch you can't beat a watch for sessions. It's so good when you're doing reps, you know, or fart legs or things like that. But if you're new to the sport and you do find yourself getting a little bit too attached, just yeah, don't wear a watch. Um, yeah, if you've been in this yeah i don't know i if anyone's been in the sport a while i need to be taking advice to them so <laughs> i was taking advice from them I, I any any athlete that's um been running longer than 12 months consistently without any in, injuries <laughs> mental or physical send, send me some advice so <laughs> yeah i won't i won't give any advice to to those runners no but it's a perfect that's a perfect one oh, mm. i just i get carried away when i have been had a long period away and then I, I do try and get back some fitness and the watch can be one of the worst things because you're comparing everything to 
to what you were previously. And I don't know, I think it's these days you can document everything. And I see that you're, you're on Strava, but you're not on Strava. Is that one of those reasons as well? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm like, I think the profile's on there, but I don't, I don't go on it. So I, I used to, um, I think the last upload I had was from a bike bike ride or something yeah. um maybe i don't know 18 months ago or something so i just i just found that i was just getting a bit attached to it and you know it became like an instagram feed where i was looking through seeing what everyone else was doing and you know, i might have a session that i had planned but then i saw that robbo did eight by a k at 255 so all of a sudden i'm thinking oh we won't do mine tomorrow we'll do you know we'll <laughs> yeah. do k's or whatever it might be so it just yeah. became something for me that i became a little bit too addicted to and found that it would you know make or break you know my day or i'd finish a run instead of stretch and i'd spend 10 minutes trying to get the garment to connect to strava or yeah you know so i just i don't i don't use it now um yeah i um just feel better not not letting everyone know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah but that's a thing i think that's a beauty of no watch if you just you just run don't you? you're not looking at your watch and oh gee i need to run that it's a bit slow today just run off feel because your body will tell you if you feel like shit you go slower don't you yeah exactly um you know, I um most of my training at the moment's been on my own, but I did do a run with Millie Clark maybe three weeks ago, um, and I didn't feel that I was that fit. And then we ended up doing four twenties, and so yeah. you just like you don't really need to know how you're going. Like you know, uh, in the, previously I'd been sort of jogging around, and who knows what I was running, but it definitely wasn't four twenty. You just notice your fitness come along when you're not checking yeah. it all the time. Absolutely, yeah, so yeah. that's what I found. Yeah, perfect. And some mantras, mate. What are some mantras in your life? Uh, mantras. Uh, probably, yeah, the big picture. That's one I've recoined from, from Kim Gellard. I was sort of chatting to him years ago when I was trying to make a comeback again. He goes, it's about the big – he goes, hang a big picture on your wall. I said, i got a big picture. i got big Michael, Michael Jordan up on the wall. He goes, no, hang a new one. Um, hang a big picture. I said, what do you mean? He goes, think about it. And I don't always pick up on, you know things too quickly and he's obviously just talking about the future just you know day in day out get it done and not um you know not try and break 14 minutes in three weeks so that's probably the the biggest one i think i think also um just just be true to yourself it sounds really corny and and cheesy or whatever but I, i think i spent a lot of my life trying to impress people or you know trying to do this or trying to do that like i can't change who i am i certainly there's some things I need to work on as, as you know, and, and, and not be so reactive and, you know, see maybe where other people are coming from, things like that. But at the same time, what people think about me isn't my business. You know, I, I can only be who I am. And, and, you know, I think when I, when I'm, you know, all good mentally and, and when my life's going well, and when I'm actively practicing to be a better person, I'm, I'm, I'm not a bad person. I'm, I'm pretty good value, I think. And, um, you know, you shouldn't have to change for, for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is something oh, I still struggle with today that I want to be friends with everyone or mm. I want people to like me all the time. And unfortunately, in this world, it's not possible. There will always be someone you'll meet that doesn't like you for some reason. And that's their problem. It's not yours. And yet, and going back on what you said, that I'm quite a sensitive person, I take this to heart and, oh, why don't they like me? What's, you know, what have I done? Really doesn't yeah. matter. Like, it doesn't matter on the scheme nah. of things. Exactly. And I'm, I'm the same. I've always tried to want everyone to like me or, you know, try to impress people or try to change who I thought I was so that, you know, people would like me. And, you know, you can't spend your whole life trying to please people that, that don't, you know, 
the, the people that do like you will stick by you. And if, if someone doesn't, that's it's not um it's not your problem. As long as they're not, you know, as this when it comes back to the bullying thing, you know, you're not gonna get along with everyone. That's okay. Just as long as you're you know, you're not trying to bring them down. You know, there's plenty of people in, you know, that I I don't agree with that, that you know, they're not people that I would like to associate with and mm. things like that. But I'm not gonna go out of my way to to tell them why or or anything like that. I think um, you know, the world's too small a place and we're only on it for a short time really. So if you don't yeah. get along with someone, just just leave them alone. There's no need to try and, you know, influence or change their life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a bigger, you know, the world's a big enough place that you can. Well, living in Tasmania is hard, but you can. You can avoid these people and they shouldn't affect affect you to the degree where you are getting angry or it's affecting you mentally or, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're the mastery destiny, so you can take your way out yourself away from that that situation yeah exactly i think yeah. um it is hard in tassie sometimes because everyone knows everyone and it is that you know it is the small island state and it's it's sort of it's funny i i found that when i you know moved to melbourne i was like oh i love melbourne you know there's so many people i haven't seen before and then after six months i was like there's so many people i haven't seen before <laughs> you know and then you come back yeah. to tassie and you're like oh i'm sick of seeing the same people so you kind of <laughs> you know you sort of feel like you're never happy wherever you are but um yeah, when we when we look at it, it's sort of um, our our whole purpose in life is is to you know raise a family and, and and you know keep everything ticking over. And if we can spend more time trying to trying to be nice to people, um, I think the world will be you know be a better place. So yeah, get finish finish up with Trumpy, and I think um, you know America will start to heal. And yeah. um, <laughs> you know. Scotty, Scotty Morrison cuts the tax rate a little bit. I'll be a lot happier. So there's a couple of things that we could fix straight away. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't ask for much, do we? <laughs> no, that's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and and closing out today, mate. Some some values that you uh, you've probably mentioned a few in this podcast. But is there is there anything else that really sticks out to you? Um, I think I'm I'm learning to be better. You know, in regards to uh, like being reliable, you know, I think I've, you know, I'm, I'm, there's times I've let people down and, and I haven't been reliable. So I'm trying to learn to be, you know, reliable and, and loyal, um, consistent, you know, certainly whether it be athletics or outside of athletics, just learn to be consistent and um, open minded, I reckon, would be the next one. And, and just sort of trying to take an advice from people. I sort of, I've been very closed off in the past and I sort of think I know everything and you know it's Pat's way or the highway and just starting to realise that there's people that know a lot more than me um, they've been around longer than me and perhaps if I took their advice earlier on I, I'd you know, be in a better position so you know I think um, in closing off with that just yeah just, just being honest so in, in the past um, you know it's easy sometimes to, to fudge the truth or to make things sound better than what they are you know, in regards to whether you're trying to people please or, or that sort of thing and, and just being honest with, with yourself and with others probably yeah I'm not sure yeah. what other values I have mate no the, there's a I, couple we've got very similar values there um, yeah. yeah trying to be consistent and mm. being honest being reliable uh, I suppose being yeah reliability for me was one of the, my biggest heartaches because you'd planned something and then you wouldn't turn yeah. up or you wouldn't set a goal and it wouldn't happen uh so awesome awesome days mate yeah no if um 
if Steve Deneen's listening from Melbourne, uh, that's one thing I'll get back with. He asked me like probably five or six times to come on to his training group back. This would be four years ago, I reckon, and yeah. um, reliability was not a strong suit of mine. I was struggling with some things. So um, if I ever get back over to Melbourne, I'll be I'll be reliable and um, turn up for a session with uh, Deneen Runners. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Chubbs would love it because he's a great guy too. So Yeah, no, fantastic. Yeah. Definitely great. Like, good, good training group as well. Really yeah. Good training group. Yeah, so... Something to uh, something to aspire to when you're uh, if you're over in Melbourne, mate. That's it, definitely. <laughs> nah, good stuff. Listeners, this has been Patrick. I'm Brian Lyons, your host, and this has been the Everyday Lions podcast. Thank you, Pat. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. Thanks, mate. Listeners, that was Patrick, and I wish Pat all the best with the races he's got coming up. Patrick is a super talented runner, and I wish him all the best. And it's been great to see the personal growth that he's gone through this past few months. And yeah, he's just a top bloke, and uh, I wish him the best. So if you are listening to this podcast and it's brought up, anything for you please reach out to a family member or a friend or phone lifeline on one three double one one four and don't forget that everyday lions has eight week 12 week 16 week and yearly programs at affordable prices and we have group training in alveston and devonport on a monday tuesday and thursday If you want to find out more information on this, you can head over to www.everydaylines.org. And don't forget to enter the Everyday Lines and Tax Centre Great Train Race, a 7km event and a 2km event for kids. That is also at www.everydaylines.org. Until next time, I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lions podcast, and happy running.